Christmas this year, my son got a new toy that allows him to ride around the house at full speed. It looked like so much fun and he made it look effortless. I decided to hop on and I came within an inch of busting my tailbone. If someone had had a video camera on me, I would have gone viral and in a very different way than we've been talking about recently. Hi, I'm Steve and you're listening to Ministry During the Disruption. podcast everybody joining me on the show today is our senior internet culture correspondent kyle lee welcome to the show thanks for having me steve i don't know if i can be an expert on all of the internet but i'll do my best you are our senior internet culture correspondent you are also our only internet culture correspondent. All right, Kyle, one of the things we've been doing on Ministry During the Disruption recently is giving a take on something that is both related to culture and related to Ministry During the Disruption. You got a take for us? Yeah, here's my take. My take is stale memes kill dreams. Stale memes kill dreams. Right. Or, in other words, memes that are stale will always fail. Always. All right. So I know a little bit about this, but when you talk about memes, I'm assuming you're not talking about Richard Dawkins and the selfish gene. What are you talking about? What's a meme? <laughs> oh, man. The selfish, selfish gene. Yes. No, not that. We're talking about the internet phenomena of, of I- images, of self-referential images that make co- humorous commentary on life or other forms of media. Okay, you know, it's it's a little bit like dissecting a joke, right? Once you start to pull it into pieces, it's no longer funny. Can you give us an example of a meme? I wonder if that, if right, that would be helpful. Right, right. So, easy, easy example could be, uh, the one that comes to mind is Crying Jordan. The Crying Jordan meme, it's old now. Uh, but the Crying Jordan meme was one of the first big memes that I was aware of. It has Michael Jordan, the famous basketball player, crying, uh, and, and he looks really, really sad. And you put a little caption of the image of him, of him, and you put a caption to it, and you say like, the like in 2008, you'd say the economy, right? Uh, and it has like you know Michael Jordan doesn't have anything explicitly to do with the economy, but you use him as a basketball player crying over here to talk about the economy over there, and that's kind of a good example. You you take one thing to comment on another in a humorous fashion. Yes, and. Yeah, and these things are are bouncing all over the internet. When I scroll on Instagram, I see them. My Facebook feed is full of them. My Teams channel that I use with some of my InterVarsity colleagues, people use memes in them. We're incorporating memes into the ministry playbook, the InterVarsity uh, training resource. Uh, What is it, Kyle, that got you thinking about memes this week? Yeah, so I'm a part of an InterVarsity Discord where we hang out and uh, play video games and uh, chat, etc. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is Discord? Discord. Okay. So there are. It is a platform which that allows for video chatting, communication, and streaming of uh, video content. So which could be up streaming video games or other things. If you're familiar with Slack or Microsoft Teams, it's like that. 
but it, and it started, but it started for gamers and it's now kind of expanded to nerd culture in general. Okay. So you're on the vivid InterVarsity discord channel. And a conversation about memes came up? Uh, it, it came up about just how, how do people interact with, uh, how, does, how do ministry spaces interact with digital spaces, right? And, and, and not only with memes, but just in digital spaces in general, we, we started talking about how ministries, ministry spaces have hit, hit or miss when they, when they tried to interact with digital spaces. Well, and one thing that is a common theme for ministry during the disruption is sometimes we hit a lot of times we miss. You know, we're, we're taking swing after swing after swing, and we're doing our best because we love the university, we love the campus, we love students, we love faculty, and uh, there are times where we miss. So, if I remember correctly from the story, it was a student who pointed out this miss when it came with memes. Right. If if someone was to try, I think his, his example was that there was like this group on campus that was trying to be like, be like, hey, you should try us out, or you should try this product, or you should do this thing. And they used a meme, and it was really old, like an old style of meme. It didn't capture like the humor, essence of humor of memes, and it just fell flat, right? And it, it was it was a deterrent for him to go to that space and st- and like to, to pick up whatever they were advertising for or they were trying to promote. He was like, I'm, I'm turned off from that. Intent, instead of attracting him, it repelled him. I remember years ago, a public figure who we don't need to name um, was trying to play on the popularity of this app, uh, this video game that people were playing. And this public figure said that everyone needed to Pokemon go to the polls. And everyone rolled their eyes at that because it was so clear an attempt to uh, connect with youth culture connect with internet culture in a way that didn't understand the culture. Yeah. I, I think, I think one thing that really comes to mind for me is I did growing up in the university, like when, during university stuff in the university, one of the things that was really pushed upon me and really, I really was really influenced by and really was life changing was to talk about cross cultural, cross ethnic ministry. Right. You, you went to school at UVA which University of Virginia, the University of Virginia, Wahoo-wah. as opposed to Washington and Lee University, which we always joke was a university in Virginia. It is um, University of Virginia. Yes. But uh, so at, at UVA, UVA is InterVarsity, uh, fantastic heritage of ministry there, uh, doing great stuff there now. Actually, I see some of their stuff online. Uh, but at the time you were there, they had a multi-ethnic chapter and they had an, an Asian InterVarsity. Asian specific chapter and a black specific chapter. So, yeah. Hyper contextualized. Yeah. Right. Very contextualized. And we were talking about, you know, how do we do cross ethnic lines? How do we do, how do we do ministry together? How are we doing it separately? Why are we doing it separately? We had all these conversations. One thing that I was really learned a lot about was, well, if we're going to go across a cultural lines and just make assumptions about people or try to, 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 to do that perhaps like I can't make jokes, Steve, about you be about Cuban people or Latin people because right. I am not That's Cuban right. or Latin. And, and I can't make jokes about Korean people um, because I'm not Korean. There are jokes that you can make that I can't make. Right. And if we're going to be respectful and savvy as well, right? Like I, I, it would be better off. Like, hey, Steve, I've noticed this article about this thing going on in you know Cuba, Latin America, like you know in Latino culture across America. What do you think? Like, like I have questions here. 
as opposed to like making a definitive statement. Seriously, about- if you show up at my house and start shaking maracas at me and smiling like like I'm gonna like that, <laughs> I'll punch you in the face. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on the podcast. Right. <laughs> Yes, exactly, right? And I, I, I can have some examples of my own life in my own context, right? But I think, I think when you try to make a, a take, take a stab at internet culture without understanding internet culture, I think it's kind of the same thing. I think it'd be kind of like going to your house and shaking maracas at you and saying, hey, Steve, I like yeah. you. Po- Come hang Pokemon, out with me. go to large group. <laughs> That's just not a good one. Yeah, so I think like, that, that to me, maybe the draw away from that is like internet culture is a legitimate real culture with p- power and weight and that people and people who reference one another, right? And if you're going to just step in there and, and like, like to, to step in there and violate the culture or under, to, or try, try to work within the culture without understanding it, I think is just as potentially disastrous as doing it across ethnic or racial lines. Um, does that, does that make sense? It does. It does. I, I am curious, Kyle, what, what is a person to do? Let, let's um, kind of have two different voices. I want to ask a voice from a student uh, or someone who is deeply steeped in internet culture and then something for someone who is, who is not. Um, so, so if I'm not steeped in internet culture, I didn't grow up in it, I'm not plugged into it, what should I do? So, I mean, I think the big posture here that we've talked a lot about is the, the posture that helps is one of a learner and is one who's curious. And if you have great conversations and, and you ask a lot of questions and you're always humble and you're always learning, then you're, 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 you're doing pretty well, right? Like it's, it's a lot better of approach for me to ask about questions about, about your own culture as soon as you start making assumptions. That's, that's where we can start getting on, on rocky, rocky ground, so to speak. Right. And that's where cultural appropriation can start to happen. Right. That's where cultural appropriation can start. And, uh, and we would think, often think of cultural appropriation once again with ethic lines, but this could be, this could be true of internet culture as well. Um, the, I think the other thing too is if you're, if they're older and you are working with young leaders, um, who are in steeped in internet culture, I think you gotta lean on them, right? And understand, and know and understand them. One of the quotes that I, I can think of is like, if we're trying to reach Asian Americans on campus at University of Virginia, who is the best person to reach those students? Asian American students. Asian Americans people are a self-referential group of people who understand each other and they have their own culture. So if you're not part of internet culture, find people who are in internet culture and send them out. Well, and that's, and that's one of the ways in which this disruption that we're experiencing could actually put us on a healthier track going forward because it has always been true that students are our best missionaries to students has always been true of that. And that those of us who are not students who are jumping in with in the student mission field, that, that there is a unique role that we have to play gifts that we have to bring, but we are no replacement for the student missionary. So that's, that was true before the disruption. It's true during the disruption. It's true after the disruption. If everything goes back to normal in six months or two years, it's still going to be true that we need students to reach students. And especially, you know, this is another field I can think of where, where it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a untapped group of, of people who you may or may not have thought of. And that does mean there, that your paradigms may have to change. You know, your, maybe your evangelism team and your social media team are the same people, right? And they have just to spend just as much time coming up with a social media campaign as they do to 
physically walking out on campus and talking to somebody. Um, but from my knowledge of Gen Z and my own knowledge of millennials, people don't want to talk to each other as much in person. They're much more comfortable talking to each other online. So if that's true, why not meet, meet them where they're comfortable and, and, you know, online? Okay, so so given that, let's center the voice of of the internet culture savvy 20-year-old who knows what Discord is, who knows what a meme is, whose meme game is strong. And that person's listening to this and is saying, oh, yes, like, I, I, I love the memes at Ambition, but the memes that are circulating around in my area or region make me cringe. And, like, what is that person to do? Right. Well, if you're, you have some dank memes, if your memes are just dripping, like if your memes are on fire and they're blazing, they're on fire, you have all this internet culture knowledge. How can they be, how can they be dank and on fire at the same time? Man, it's a paradox, right? It's a paradox. Memes, memes. Is that cool? That's like cool and hot. See, see, I mean, hey, hot and cold, Katy Perry, you know, old, old reference. Now I know I'm dating myself too. Like I'm just throwing out old ways to talk about memes, but like if if you if you really have a passion for some of this stuff, you see some of these things, and you or you see like somebody like in your group, your staff worker, your region, whatever, that this is not this is not something that you see being addressed or done well. There's an opportunity for you out there to approach with humility, and but also your expertise, both at the same time, to say, hey, like I think there's ways that we could reach people if we did some of these things. What that takes first, though is is a self-analysis and an understanding of what's going on around you, right? In order to be an effective, like in order for me to effectively reach out to Asian American students, right? And to Asian Americans in general, I have to kind of understand what it means to be Asian American. And I have a better understanding of that because I'm just, I am Korean, I am Asian American. But until I started investigating that for myself in college, Right? Like, what does it truly mean to do this? What are some cultural similarities? What are some of the pitfalls? What are some of the things that people who are Asian Americans, like, often, often struggle with? What do they need to hear? Right? When we started doing that work, that was when I, as a person, like, a person of peace, as a minister, as a person who was, uh, as an ambassador of the kingdom of God, that was where, like, I was able to really flourish. And I know from all my, my campus staff friends, if a student was to ask, I have a few questions about an, a group of people on campus we're not reaching. And I have some, I want to strategically partner with you and I want to pray with you to reach them. That every staff worker friend that I would know would go nuts and be like, yes, this is awesome. Yes, definitely. And if they look at you with a blank face, you can send them a copy of this podcast. You can send them a link to this podcast, a copy of this podcast, man. Like, <laughs> Dude, seriously, you, yeah, you're, you're dating here's yourself. what you can do. You can, you can record this on your eight track and, and then mail it to them. No, but it's, it is, uh, <laughs> like you can send them a link to this episode and help them see all throughout InterVarsity. One of the things I love and I'm so proud about is our, our cross-cultural competency that we value it, that we're growing in it, that we know we don't have it perfected. So this, ability to learn to speak the language of internet culture is an incredibly important skill to have as you do ministry during the disruption. So, with that said, I would strongly encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, hit us up at Ministry During the Disruption on Instagram, share your memes with us. Share the dankest of memes. I, whatever that means. Uh, share share your cool memes with us, share your hot memes with us, <laughs> share your dank, dank, really? 
dank memes? Share your, don't share your lukewarm memes with us, because Jesus doesn't like lukewarm, as says Revelation. Yeah, send, send them to us on uh, on Instagram. Uh, one of the main things that we do on Instagram, we don't post a ton on Instagram, but we do follow people, we comment, we encourage, we pray for people who are connected with us on Instagram, and we share stuff that other people have made. We love being good participants in the Instagram uh, ecosystem. And with all of that said, if you have already subscribed to the podcast, if you've already hit us up, at Ministry During the Disruption on Instagram, then you are ready for this word from our sponsor. You know what people used to call me growing up? A nerd. That's right, because I like Dungeons and Dragons and video games, I was a nerd. But look at the world now. Nerddom rules the world with comic book movies and video games all over the place. If you're a nerd like me, you might be looking for a place just to hang out and connect with other gamer geeks, anime aficionados, board game buffs, tabletop tastemakers, and other nerdy ninjas. Well, do we have the place for you? Join Vivid, the InterVarsity Nerd Discord, to connect with other nerds, play some games, and hang out with some awesome people just like you. Check out the link in the show notes to join today. Thank you.